we're beginning a brand new message series that we have entitled 20 Seconds. Why 20 Seconds? Well, it takes about that long to recite the Lord's Prayer. And in these words, we find incredible potential and power, if truly said and prayed, that could change our lives from the inside out. C.S. Lewis, he says this about prayer. He says, may it be the real I that speaks and may it be the real thou that I speak to. I love that quote because it really highlights what prayer should look like. But if you're like me, oftentimes my prayer life, it doesn't look like that. In other words, why is it so hard when I pray to come up with the right words? Why is it that when I pray, it doesn't even really feel like it's me, my authentic self. I I have to come up with something to try to present to this holy, uh, humongous God. And a lot of times when I pray, I'm oftentimes praying words to a God that I don't even know if he's listening. I want to get to the point, I hope you do too, that when we pray, I can say what's truly on my heart to a God that I know is listening. You know, I think that the disciples, they wrestled with some of those same thoughts and feelings when it comes to prayer. They probably wondered if God was really hearing them. They, at moments, felt like they weren't being authentic before God. And it's why I think they came to Jesus one day and asked him an all-important question. It's found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, As he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. The disciples, of course, were with Jesus for a long time, and they were watching Jesus' prayer life, and there was something different. When Jesus talked to the Father, there was realness. He was vulnerable. He was bold. It's as if when Jesus was talking, God was listening, and, and God was speaking back to Jesus, and he was listening. It was dynamic. And the disciples, they were desperate to pray this way, which is why they asked Jesus how to pray. You know, I've heard people say before, you know, it doesn't matter how you pray, just pray however you want. Right. But what if I told you that's not completely true? In fact, in Matthew's account of Jesus' life, we find Jesus teaching elsewhere about how not to pray. And maybe you've felt stuck in your own prayer life or you feel like sometimes your prayers are just hitting the ceiling. And maybe there's something that we can learn from Jesus' teaching here that can help us find breakthrough when it comes to our prayers. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be in there for the next little while or you can open up on your phone or it's going to be underneath of me right now. But Here's what uh, Jesus warns against when it comes to praying. He says this. He says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone else can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. Jesus is so blunt. He always says what's on his mind. He doesn't hold anything back. He literally says, don't pray like the hypocrites. He's literally calling the religious leaders of the day hypocrites. That work in the that word, excuse me, in the original language, the Greek language, that word hypocrite literally means stage actor. Here, here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying these religious leaders, uh, they looked at prayer as a performance. 
they would go out and the, and the lights would go on and the crowd would gather and they would start to speak these eloquent words that truly sounded amazing. You would be sitting there and you would think, there is no way I could ever speak this way. And man, they love the attention. They love that people were in awe of them. But the problem is, when the performance was over and the lights went down and the audience went back home, the religious leaders stopped being who they really are. Or should I say they actually went back to who they really are. Because these uh, religious leaders, they were hypocrites. Sure, they looked like they were praying to God, but they weren't. They were praying so that people would hear them. It had nothing to do with God and it had all to do with themselves. And Jesus is warning against this. Jesus is saying, listen, when you pray, don't be like them. They are so self-absorbed in their prayer life. And in fact, when they pray, it has nothing to do with God. God's not even listening to their prayers because they're not even directing it to God. They're self-absorbed and they ignore God altogether. Yeah. You know, when I hear Jesus criticizing the religious leaders, it hits a little bit too close to home. Yeah. Because we're the religious leaders as pastors today. And if I'm honest, we too can become these these actors, so to speak. Uh, We can become inauthentic and our prayers can be devoted to well, being impressive to people or making us look godly. And if we're not careful, we too can become just like the religious leaders of that day. And our prayers can become performance-oriented as well. Maybe for you, maybe you are in a family uh, of Christ followers, or maybe you've been in a gathering of people where you were asked to pray out loud. And for some reason, you didn't do that. Many times we don't pray out loud because we're worried about what other people would think of us. And that's the same kind of thing that Jesus is saying. It's more about ourselves and nothing to do with God. We are so worried about what other people will think of us that we hold back, truly letting our hearts go before the Father. When we pray out loud, it's not to get other people to think we're impressive or to try to say some things and and hope that people will accept our prayers. When we pray out loud, all we're doing is praying to the Father and inviting other people in to listen to us. But so often, we're kind of like the hypocrites. Either we pray, a lot of times we don't pray, in a way that's more about us and less less about God. And I'm so grateful Jesus is kind enough to say, hey, stop praying this way. Stop praying in a way that you focus more on if you look good or may look bad than on God himself. That's right. Jesus gives us one more example in the text of how not to pray. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. And Jesus said, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do, They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Here Jesus refers to the Gentiles or the pagans of the day. And uh, they would try to just uh, impress God and and get his attention somehow. N.T. Wright says, 
these uh, Gentiles, these pagans, they used long, complicated magic words, which they would repeat over and over in their anxiety to persuade some god or goddess to be favorable to them. These Gentiles, they felt like if they, if they said the right words in their prayers, or they said it over and over and over again, somehow they would get their God to respond to what they wanted. Like many of you, you are at home with your family more than you ever have before. And, and it's been such a gift to be able to be with my wife and, and my kids. I have absolutely loved it. But I will admit to you, there have been many a times when I've become a little impatient. Okay, we're on film, so I gotta be <laughs> honest. A lot impatient, don't judge me. You probably are the same way, right? And there have been those times where I just have felt out of control and upset, especially at my kids. And, and there's been a couple different instances where I've gotten frustrated with my son, Hudson. Hudson's our seven-year-old. He's really smart, but he, when he gets on something, he won't stop asking for it. And of course, right before we were able to take our kids uh, to the stores, he, he got all of this money that he's been saving up and he, he wants this toy. And it's just a, a, a little toy. And then usually he'll change that maybe to a, like a video game or something. But he's always asking us over and over and over and over again, multiple times a day, every single day to buy him something. Even though the stores are closed, he knows that we have a credit card. He knows we can get online and he continues to say he'll pay us back, but he, he doesn't stop asking. If I say no, he goes to Paula. If Paula says no, he comes back to me. And then he resorted to actually doing more chores. Not because he wanted to be a good son. It's because he thinks if he does these chores, then magically mom or dad are going to buy him this toy or this video game. I tell you this example because in that moment, uh, Hudson, he doesn't care about Paula or I. He cares about getting something. And he thinks if he asks over and over again in multiple ways, or if he does something to impress us, then we are going to give him what he wants. How often do we do that with God? How often do we try to twist his arm that we give something or do something or we ask over and over again in some way so that he will somehow magically answer us as if we can manipulate God. Jesus says, don't pray like that. In fact, he says, you don't need to pray like that because God doesn't want that. That's right. We don't want our, our prayers to be performance oriented and we certainly don't want them to be self-absorbed. And Jesus is kind enough to go on to teach his disciples a different way, to get at the real heartbeat of prayer. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 and 8. Jesus said, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Don't be like them, he says, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. You see, Jesus wants to help us understand that we can come to God in prayer as a loving Father. We don't have to perform. We don't have to try to twist his arm to get what we want. He wants us to come as our authentic selves to a loving Father that welcomes us into his presence. That's why when the disciples are watching Jesus pray, they see this happening right before their eyes. 
They've been so used to being around different people that prayed in a way that was so inauthentic. And he, they finally found a person that truly was themselves and truly understood that prayer is about a relationship. That's why, again, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, they saw Jesus praying and they approached him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray, just like John taught his disciples how to pray. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He teaches them how to pray. And over the next few weeks, Jesus is going to teach us how to pray as well. And what I love about this prayer, which of course we know as the Lord's Prayer, is that they have, it, is, it consists of powerful, life-changing words. However, if we're honest, we've probably gotten used to saying it without it really meaning something to us. And over the next couple of weeks, we want to look at the Lord's Prayer in a brand new way, as if we're hearing it for the very first time. Because in 20 seconds, we can get to say this Lord's Prayer, and it's both life-changing and life-giving. So we hope you're going to tune in over the next couple of weeks to see what Jesus has to say about prayer. And until then, we want to end our time together in reciting the Lord's Prayer. But we want to ask our worship leader, Meg, to sing that. And we would just ask that you would sing that along as your prayer to Jesus. Not to say it in a way that you're performing, not in a way that you're manipulating, but you're saying it because he's a loving father who wants to receive what you have to say to him. Until next time, we love you guys.